Welcome back to episode number 367 of the MailRite podcast. John and I are incredibly excited to be back on the show to talk to all of you. And uh, we're going to talk about something that John has brought up using different terminology in 2022. But the name of this show is redefining your lead your digital lead generation goals and expectations for 2023. This is something that we've talked about in pieces. And I thought that it would be a really good idea to kick off the new year and start our own, do a whole episode. Now, before we get into that, I would love it if all of the audience could, um, be introduced to you, John. I would also love to for you to explain to them why there's a WPTonic.com up in the upper right-hand side of the show. That's a very good question, uh, um, because you're lucky that we're here, audience. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've had some car troubles, a flat tyre, so I'm 15 minutes late. And Robert's just got over COVID. The virus got him in the end um mm-hmm. so um that is why um you got that but i will remove it right now uh, um and we that's it i have the Beautiful. power i have the technology john isn't kidding ladies and gentlemen we made it here by the the, the skin of our chinny chin chin and i'm i am personally so happy not to be feeling terrible. Like, yeah. I am very excited. I'm basically just excited to be capable of speaking <laughs> because I really got kicked in the proverbial, um, you know what, uh, for this last, uh, <clears throat> this last round of COVID. So here we go with no further ado. Why are we talking about redefining digital lead generation goals in 2023? All right. So let's get into the numbers. Uh, So far for 2022, we've watched the real estate market decrease by about 20%. Most realtors that I know are looking back at their income versus 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and recognizing the fact that they've seen a decrease in many cases for the first time in years. This decrease is going to carry over into lead generation. The logic is there. Most people understand that. So you should be redefining your goals. But what most people don't understand is what a normal lead generation uh, market looks like. Even people Mm -hmm. that have been advertising for years don't remember three years ago unless unless they're really good at tracking their numbers. They don't remember what they were getting Three years ago, John, do you remember what you were, what results you were getting from your marketing three years ago? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not very. Um, looking back, it's improved quite a lot. Um, um, but I'm not as religious about my tracking like you. So, so, which which comes down to what what we're going to talk about, which is. What should your goals be? What should your expectations be? What should they be of individual companies depending upon their strategy? So I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to ask for John to follow up with it. Excuse me, everybody. And the, the bold statement is going to be this. 
if you're using a paid advertising service, that is anybody that's using paid advertising to drive people to a destination, okay? So anybody that's advertising on Facebook on, on your behalf, anybody's advertising on Google on your behalf, and you're sending them to a website, your expectation should be for lead count to drop by 30 to 50% in 2023, right? Take it away, John, with your thoughts. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that, basically, okay. yeah. Okay. So number one, you have that expectation. Lead count's going to drop. Okay, so we check that box. We've already said it in other shows. What's going to make this show unique for you? Well, here's something that hasn't been talked about a lot that I'm going to talk about a little. I'm doing my deep dive analysis. So, John, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this yet. But for the first time in many, many years, sometimes in some cases, 10 years, some of the real estate marketing companies out there that I have obsessively, religiously told everybody, they don't really update much. There's nothing new for me to report on my review from four years ago. So I'm not going to say anything new. They're updating, all of them. Leading the pack is Wailopo. Right behind Wailopo, shockingly, is KV Core, who hasn't updated a single thing since 2016. So now they're, they've got a massive list of updates that are coming out on KV Core. And there, there are other systems that are following in suit. But here's what most of you don't know. KV Core, Wailopo, Sync. Boomtown, they are massively oversold, okay? So even though I'm giving you all of these numbers right now, something that you that that I don't think occurs to the average agent to ask is when you buy a service from any of these people, how many other people in this marketplace are you doing business with? It's a reasonable question because, John, would you agree with me as a fellow real estate marketing professional? that the more people doing the exact same thing inside an enclosed demographic, let's just say Reno, okay? Would you not say that the more people doing the same thing lessens your personal chance? Like if you're doing the same thing as 10 other people, do you not lessen your chance for success based on the fact that there are 10 other people doing the exact same thing as you? Yeah, well, I think that would be logical, wouldn't it? Um, obviously, I think the only uh, parameter that might affect it slightly is if you're in a very large urban area, like if you're in the Bay Area or San Francisco or you're in Dallas or or Seattle, um, that, because of it being the size of the market, the effect. Um, but then it will just depend on, yeah, I just instinctively would suggest that it's slightly not, but any kind of average market, depending on how many they allow in per area, will have an effect, yet. Yeah. Here's what my boots on the ground information has been for a long time. And I just don't, I got tired of talking about it. Just listen, you, you just said something critical without realizing it. Depending on how many customers they allow. Guess what, John? 
Would it surprise you if I told you that most real estate marketing companies do not actually cap the number of customers that they take in per area? Not really, but I would have hoped that on the upper end of the price bracket, I think I would have expected it to be regulated by the sheer cost of the system. So the percentage of possible clients that would be interested in that particular platform would be self-regulating. Is that making any sense? Yeah. And sadly, I'm here to say that that is not correct. Now, way back in the day when... Wilopo had founded Tiger Leads. Tiger Leads was pretty good about selling X number of people into X number of zip codes. They actually had a fairly regulated way of managing the system. Now, when they decided to use Facebook, which does not leverage zip codes, they lost that ability to manage clients based on zip codes. So they're using some murky internal system, probably based on city name or neighborhood name, to try to put a number of people into a marketplace. I have had many calls, many, 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 many calls where clients are like, I'm tired of receiving, like sending out a text for, to a client and them telling me that I am the fourth real estate agent that has sent them exact same text because just like everybody else, why Lopo is a system, the system is the same no matter who's using it. So if a person responded to an advertisement in one place, responded to, to another advertisement someplace else, they're going to get the exact same message, the exact same, and they're going to know for sure that whatever you're doing, you're using the same marketing as competitor B or C or whatever, which definitely does not make you look like a unique little snowflake in the marketing world. So... I've been hearing these reports, of course, from the, th- the reason I mentioned Wailopa is I'm surprised. I usually have a very high opinion of the team over there. And I, I, I am not saying that I still don't have a high opinion of the team. I do, actually. But I think that they missed a major thing because I, there's no doubt, none whatsoever, that their system is oversold. And I could have guessed that because they've got 11, 14,000 people as part of their success community now. If you or I or any other real estate marketing company had 14,000 active recurring clients, uh, we would have to really have sorted those clients out correctly in order to not have oversold our territories. Same thing goes for Zillow and Trulia, these platform uh, companies. They have oversold their territories, generally speaking, too. Their solution is simple. The more people that we put into the system, the more we scale back how much leads each individual agent gets, and we keep increasing our profit margin. It's nuts. We will just literally take the same market segment. We're producing 100 leads inside it. You're paying us $800 for however long. We've been giving you 50 leads, but guess what? Three other people signed up for also $800. So now we're going to give you 25 leads, them 25 leads, the other guy 25 leads. And that's how we're going to cure that problem. They'll use different language surrounding it, but that's ultimately what they do. And so whether or not your lead system has been oversold should impact your expectations. And I recommend that every, actually, I'm going to get John's buy-in. I think that 
as I as I tighten my belt and I'm wa- watching my dollars more closely, I think this is deserving of a phone call to my existing lead provider to ask them how many other people are targeting this exact same market. What do you think, John? You think that's reasonable, unreasonable? Do you think that's something that you would take the time to do, or you think I'm I'm just being anal? I'm sorry, I'm I'm a bit silent, which is a, a is a bit tricky on a podcast. Um, I really don't know if you're going to get anywhere. Basically, I suppose it really depends on your contract length with that particular provider the size of the client you are with them, um, it, the size, you know, I'm just, you, you're, you've got a much larger customer base than me. Um, we, we've only got a very small customer base, um, but I actually think my product is a lot more sorted out the last 18 months than any time I've been running mail right. Um, so that's a tricky one because, like I say, it really depends. I know, I know if you know, most for understandable reasons, most of them on year contract. Um, I suppose it really depends. I think it's probably worthwhile. It just depends on how they value as a client what kind of answer you're going to get from that phone call. And I think that that John's raising some good points. Let's just say that you call your provider and they they refuse to give you an answer or they give you a vague answer or a workaround answer, but it's not a specific answer. It's not like we have four clients in the same area targeting the same thing. Let's just say it's a a runaround answer. I'll get back to you and they never do. That should show most of you where your level of priority is with your lead provider And I would say that has to be, in my opinion, that has to be an important conversation for all of you. We are no longer in a boom market. Now, I I don't think that we've slowed down or I don't think the market's crashing in the way that even I predicted that it might. So, So please don't misread me. But I do think the market is slowing. The numbers say it's slowing. This is not Robert Newman saying it. There is a number out there. I think it's 20 or 30%. The market is slowed. Maybe not for every single person listening to the show, but it has slowed. So what does that mean that some of you should be doing in order to do lead generation goals? You should be questioning your existing lead provider. Even if you have no intention of giving them up, find out how important you are to them. You should be very important. I promise you, companies like Wilopo, Sync, Boomtown, they're hemorrhaging clients. One thing that you might be able to do is you might be able to get increased priority with existing marketing spend by placing a call to your lead generation provider moving into a shaky market. How do you think about that piece of advice, John? Well, it's very linked to my previous answer. It really, that conversation, it, you know, depending on the size of customer you are, um, you've got every right to ask that. You've got every right to have a conversation, a serious bit business conversation. How responsive that provider is going to be is really going to be really driven by how important they see your custom, aren't they? Yeah. 
And so we're going to go to a break, ladies and gentlemen. And when we come back, I'm, we're going to keep feeding you a couple of there. This is a mixed show. We're going to give you some advice about what you should be doing. But all of this ultimately should be affecting the conversation of lead generation goals in 2023. Maybe one of the lead generation goals that you're going to have is to change lead generation providers based upon the kind of prioritization that they're giving you, which is reasonable considering the fact that no longer are you just a number. You have been for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a marketing budget in 2023 and you're spending it, you're no longer a number. Trust me. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, do us a favor wherever you're hearing the show. If you're watching the show, do us a favor. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a, give us a, a comment. Tell John that uh, you love his haircut. You know, something, anything. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay, get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the MailRight podcast. We are talking about redefining your lead generation goals in 2023. So far in the show, John and I have been discussing uh, lead providers in specific territories being oversold in 21, 21, 20, 2021, 2022, and the idea of re-examining your relationship with your lead generation provider in 2023. And we're not saying to ditch them or get rid of them. We are saying call them up and get back in touch with them and start to re-explore uh, how important you are to, as a customer to them is, is what I felt like we said. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, think, I think what you outlined is fair. Um, I think I think a very small percentage of clients are going to do that. I think a lot of them they're not either they're not going to do anything, or if their contract is getting close to ending, or it's month to month. Which some of the companies, it just really depends because some of you know the price points of some of the not KV Core, but some of the other companies, you know. Either they're really aimed at a very successful individual small team or brokerage level, um, and they're going to be annual contracts. But I suppose you should, you know, so maybe you're on. Because I was thinking that a lot of people are just going to either cancel or not, not bother. Um, but even if even if you got a quite a bit on your contract, having that conversation really should be a leading parameter if you're going to renew that contract when it comes up. Correct. And some rock solid advice as you're, as you're discussing and renegotiating your contract. So guys, forever I've been talking about on my personal website, on this podcast, how you are oftentimes entered into golden handcuffs with your real estate marketing company. During boom markets, which we've been in for 10 years, getting your real estate marketing company to negotiate with you is going to be dependent solely on how much you're spending with them most of the time, like like 90% of the time. Guess what? 
as panic sets in at these real estate marketing companies, even for those of you who are not going to move providers and you're looking at your goals in 2023, one of the ways that you can increase lead generation effectiveness is by making sure that you're getting the maximum value out of the money that you're spending. Okay. How do you do that? Well, one of the things that bugs the hell out of me when it comes to some of these other providers like Boomtown, Sync, they make it difficult to move your leads from one place to the next. Okay. If you're going to renew your contract with them, a really sneaky way to, to make sure that you're maintaining increasing value out of your current lead generation provider is to get access to all your existing leads to say, all right, I'll sign another agreement. I'll extend the one. I'll continue on and not exercise an early exit out of this contract. But, 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 but I want complete and total access to all the names and numbers I've generated in the form of a CSV spreadsheet, which is a Excel document for those of you who do not know. And we're going to download all that information and take control of it. That's a good way for you to get a lot of extra value out of the out of your provider. Now, some of you already have access to your leads. Uh, those of you using Follow Boss, you do. Those of you who are using a lot of other systems. Uh, KV Core, I think, does allow leads to be uploaded and downloaded at will. Boomtown is the worst and most egregious people that don't allow access to your data. Sync, I'm not sure. It's probably complicated because everything on Sync is complicated. So I'm not 100% sure, but I can promise you it's probably complicated because everything's complicated. Chime, I'm unsure about what the rules are in terms of uploading and downloading on Chime. Um, and I am fairly certain that LionDesk is incredibly easy and I could go on and on. So really you're probably talking about a couple of the really expensive platforms and you wanna make sure that you have access to your data. Now, John, you said you had a whole copious amount of notes. Why don't you hit me with some of those before I use up all of our time? Copious notes, oh, I haven't because uh, I was, I was leave, leaving it for you to... to I can keep going. Keep I got no going. problem. Okay. So having said all that, so let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, that you're looking at scaling back your goals or expectations by 30 to 50%. Now, here's the exercise. You spend, like, if you've got, if you're looking at your numbers... And saying, I'm going to make 30% less GCI or 40% less GCI. And I'm spending X amount on lead generation. Let's call it $3,000 a month. So I'm spending $3,000. That's $36,000 a year. I made $750,000 last year. I'm going to make $550 this year. You need to compare those two math, those things. And then you need to make sure that the margin between what you're spending on leads and what you're expecting to make makes sense. In many cases, it might not. In some cases, it might. There's pros and cons to keeping your goals at the same place that they were in terms of your lead generation spend this year. Now, a pro is increased importance to your vendors. You can negotiate better contracts, better extras, better everything. If you take the time, as John said, I don't believe most of you are going to take the time to reach out to your vendors. But that handful of you that do, you might have extra negotiating power if you should do that. Okay. Number two, and he's agreeing. He's nodding and he's even said, yes, I think he really thinks that that's a thumbs up. So, well, I'll let him decide to tell you. And then number two. I think it's the way you do it, you know. Um, non is it's business like and 
just business-like, basically. Um, I think you've got every right to ask those questions. Um, I just feel a lot of the times you're going to, you, you know, um, I was going to say that you're probably not going to get a lot of information back, but I, I, I can't really base that on any knowledge, really, so it's not right for me to say that, is it? Uh, okay, I've got, I've got. Sure, I got no comment. You've got you've got a a valid opinion. So what's the what's the remaining um what's the remaining bits here? So you look at the math. You go, can I or can I afford? So you may need to adjust your spend down. But here is what most of you should know. I am honestly on my blog and everywhere else. In most cases, I'm advising that people re-examine their math because when, if you are looking at your marketing spend and you understand that you're looking at best at a two-to-one or three-to-one ROI, this is the time, ladies and gentlemen, that you focus on longer-term strategies that have higher ROI. Because even in the long-term world of inbound marketing or information age marketing, as I'm starting to call it, even in that world, where we're sitting here going, oh, it's going to be longer than direct, like paid advertising. It's not right now. You, the timeline is roughly the same. So you've got roughly the same with one type of marketing giving you incredibly deeper upside, like way deeper upside. Instead of two to one to three to one, you can still be looking at 20 to one, 30 to one. Way yeah. deeper upside. Do you know? Would you be interested in to know how Mailwright dealt with this question? Sure. Yeah, because uh, I, I believe in being totally honest with the audience. Um, basically, um, it's been like a five-year journey plus, um, but I would say really only in the past three years, three to four years, that I've been able to really work on the system. It's, got it to a level that I was happy with. But the way we dealt with it, we made we had to make a decision and we did it this. Um, we have a DIY product that has a library of landing pages and PDFs. And we have a weekly Zoom where we advise anybody that joins the Zoom and we give them some insight and some group training about how to set up uh, a Facebook marketing campaign. But it's it's a DIY level. Right. You, and then we upped all the prices to a much higher level on the campaigns that we will run for a client to a kind of bespoke level, um, which is on the MailRite Um and it, I still think it's great value, but it's it's a, a much higher price than something like um, bold leads or mm-hmm. um, um, and that's how we that's how um, then we can spend the time in producing individual campaigns that will get some results, which also normally includes a high-level videos marketing on Facebook, but they're at a much higher price level. So that's how we dealt with some of the issues that you've outlined in this podcast. Perfect. 
Um, and I agree with that. And for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know like six or seven months ago, I knew vaguely what that bespoke meant custom, but I have discovered that it came from the custom tailoring world is where that term came from. And now is applied to the digital world. And it means custom, it means that, that somebody will design something to your specifications, essentially. Um, so um, one way or the other, when we're talking about lead generation goals in 2023, I think that one, this is a great time to start saying you're willing to, to double down. If you have the budget, this is a time for you to be looking at long-term. Long-term, in my opinion, is 100% in the information age arena. What is that? That is where you give detailed answers to questions that people can find on your website, on your Facebook page, on whatever platform that you're going to use to disseminate information. My opinion, obviously, and John's probably as well, is that a website is the best possible central hub for all of that information. Now, we make these things. We're in that business. So maybe you got to take what we say with a grain of salt. But, but I have put all of my time, energy, and money into that category. Um, but once that information is there, you have to get people there. Now, you can do that through organic marketing, otherwise known as SEO. You can do it through social marketing. You can do that by simply brute effort where you're posting stuff all the time, but you're probably paying somebody to post. So it's still paid advertising to a degree, except if you own the content, if it's your answers to questions that people are asking, nobody gets to take that away from you. Once you've produced it digitally, it's yours. You're protected by two or three different types of copyright laws. Got, take a picture, same thing applies. You, you've got a digital copyright, whether you know it or not, especially if you have a DMCA badge on your site. This is what I constantly refer to as taking charge of your marketing destiny. Stop relying upon others. When you own the content, you own the answers, you own the website, you own the result. And even if Google was to go out of business, you still retain all of the work that you've done in the past. Very similar to people who created really deep sales manuals 20 years ago. Go ahead. Yeah, can I ask a question? Because I've been dying to ask you as you were saying this in the second half of this show. Do you think, uh, and uh, I think you know, it's, it's the right question to ask you, because if I was... If I was looking at one of these higher platforms like Boomtown, if I was looking either to change ship or I was looking at that higher level of provider, I honestly really, and I don't know if they're aware of this, I really would be looking at a custom WordPress website, follow-up boss, and hiring a team if I was looking for paid advertisement either on Facebook or Google, um, I'd be looking to hire an uh, agency, a team, if I couldn't run it in-house. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be looking just to hire a team to run and utilise something like Follow-Up Boss with my own website solution. I don't... It's, it's the, the reason why they look at something like one of these higher-end solutions is it is it they just offer swiss army knife one in one can in one one place and that's the real attraction that's why they go there but they don't understand some of the drawbacks which you've outlined in this show 
Actually, usually it's ease of use is the idea that yeah. they're sold on. Yeah. Almost always. It's yeah. ease of use. We have a mechanism. You use our mechanism. It's a guided mechanism. You'll get business. That simple. But it isn't. It isn't that simple. There is actually no provider that does a very good job of selling somebody correctly when they walk through the door. And everybody learns that the hard way, which is why we have a podcast, why I have a business, likely why you have a business. They just don't. They're not knowledgeable enough on the sales side to educate people when they come through the door about how big of a gap there is between a tool like Boomtown and making a profit off it. You must have a disciplined sales force using that tool correctly to get value out of a $1,000 a month CRM. Full stop. And you got to train everybody on it. Now, I will say this, Boomtown is easier to learn than KV Core and most other tools, but is Boomtown easier to learn than Follow Boss? No. So, so guess what? You have a better option at one tenth the price. That's where these big teams don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know. And and follow up boss is not in the business of marketing themselves that way. They're there. I market follow up boss better than follow up boss markets. Follow up boss. Follow up boss is just like, hey, we're CRM. Come check us out. We do good for real estate, right? They don't say, no, we can effectively step up to the plate and be as just as good of a CRM as Boomtown. We can effectively step up to the plate and take your team of 50 and give them a dashboard to look at. And you can watch everybody placing calls out of follow-up boss. Same thing as Boomtown. You don't, you don't really get told that. There's nowhere that their marketing really clearly identifies that. Whereas with Boomtown, they clearly are in your face all the time saying, all the best and biggest teams use our system. It's so easy. It's so nice. Give us $1,500 a month just to start. Here's yeah, what well, I, I could be honest, you, you probably got more experience of this. Uh, I don't know recently. Um, how How difficult or how easy is the follow-up API to integrate with a WordPress website then? Hmm? One more time. How easy is it to integrate follow-up boss with a WordPress website? Super simple. They, they give you uh, a Facebook, like a pixel, the same way that Facebook does. That's it. Simple. Uh, helps if you have a team like to do it because people get confused about inserting pixels and headers on websites. That's just the way of it. And that, that little piece might daunt like 50% of the people. So if you want to spend $100 and have somebody off Fiverr install the pixel for you, do that. Still easier and still cheaper by far. Like by far! Now, I will say this. There are systems out there like Sync and KV Core. Here's what KV Core has going for it. KV Core now has the largest open source digital library of training of any system I've ever seen. You can find so many different training videos on how to use KV Core. It raises my estimate estimation of the platform, not because the platform has changed or any of my technical reviews have changed, but because if you get enough help, you, you can be successful in even bad systems. If you just have somebody pointing out every pitfall and everything that they had to work around and giving you the solution in bite-sized pieces, it becomes much easier. Like anybody could be successful, no matter how complicated or difficult the system, because other people have gone out, tried, failed, learned from it, and then educated you without you going out having to try 
and fail. All you got to do is do the learning. That's kind of true of any platform, really. Now, maybe some platforms have a higher learning curve than others, but KV Core has hundreds of videos that I've been able to identify, at least 20 or 30 of which are being done by qualified people using the platform, achieving success out of it. Like, so they're giving you tutorials. They're giving you tutorials. Now, Boomtown doesn't have that. Uh, Follow Up Boss doesn't have that. Sync doesn't have that. KV Core stands alone because all the guys and gals from EXP who are making recruiting money are using KV Core because it's an easy platform to install. Like, they can sell it to you, they can give it to you for $25 a month. KV Core is going to continue to be their go to platform until somebody else creates just as good of a platform and allows you to add agents to it for an inexpensive amount of money. <clears throat> Sorry, I went off on one there, didn't I? My bad, John. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just interesting because um, if I, and I truly mean this, listeners and viewers, if I, if I was that got to the stage where I had a reasonable budget, um, I would honestly look at WordPress, but follow up boss you know, um, and then just running the campaigns. There are some specialised agencies um, that will run the campaigns for you through Google um, or through Facebook that specialise in working with brokerages and power teams. There's about three or four of them out there um, where you're not then locked into a Pacific platform um, so I'm a bit puzzled, but I'm puzzled, but also I totally understand because, um, it's just a more, it's just the ease of use argument, supposedly, isn't it? Which you outlined. Right. Which is not a real argument, but that's, that's why I do the videos that I do. That's why I do the education I do is that people don't realize that. So I'm slowly... God, it takes a lot of time, John, but I'm slowly chipping away at that old block, letting people know you've been sold a bill of goods, my friends. And the people making these platforms like, you know, Boomtown has been doing this for 10 years. They know what they made. They made something way ahead of its time 10 years ago. They're way behind the times now, 10 years later. They've updated almost not at all. Like, so they're, they're, they understand that their market Momentum is what propels them. Existing no. market momentum. Well, I think I think it just depends because basically, you know, we've we've done these reviews. Um, I think what you would say about Boomtown is the actual website is the same template. It's the same solution. They don't really customize it very much. And then the back end, I think you've said, and I would agree that it's one of the more easier ones to use. And it has all the normal functionality, which around texting, sending, sending out email, so you can keep in contact with the list that's inside it, um, gathering information. But the bit. The bit that's extra that they can help you run in that is the actual campaigns, isn't it? You know, having having the CRM platform isn't going to produce a client, uh, a paying um, 
commission check. It provides the organisation, but the campaigns, if you're going to go down the paid route, it's the campaigns that are going to provide the the traffic, which then hopefully will be converted into the system and then converted into a commission check, isn't it? And I don't really think a lot of people understand the different bits, do they? I would agree with that. But ladies and gentlemen, we can deep dive into some of this on another episode. Just so that you know, the idea behind this was the market is changing. Your lead generation and marketing goals should definitely be looked at now, this year, right now, as you listen to the podcast. I am unsure of that. There's no doubt that you should re-examine it. I'm not telling you to take action. I'm not poo-pooing your existing marketing company. I am saying... Dear God, everybody else is reevaluating. You should be too. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in for us. For those of you who made it for your first show ever, God, what a great show for you to fall on. Thank you for those of you who are tried and true and loyal listeners who tune into John and I. I know you guys are out there. You're very quiet. We don't, but there's <laughs> thousands upon thousands of you. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We're all, we're excited for 2023. I'm speaking for John. John, if you do want anybody, if you'd like to close out the show in your own way, or if you'd like people to reach out to you, find yeah. you, whatever, how would they do that? Oh, the best way is just to go to the website, mel-light.com, and you can book a chat with me or Adam through the website, and we'd love to help you out. Back over to you, Rob. And I am the same answer, except that my website is the same thing as what's behind me right here. It's inboundrem.com. You can go to my About page and learn a little bit more about me. And if you'd like to inquire about some of our services, feel free to use the contact form. But I do recommend that you read all the content that we've produced or read my landing pages before you do so because we are not the, the, the company for everybody. We're different. Uh, there's only one of us. So be sure to read the, the stuff on my site before you book an appointment with me. All right. Having said all that, thank you so much. We're going to go. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Uh, Tell us we suck. We don't care. Just communicate with us. We appreciate it. Have a good one.